Hello once again, everyone. It is Tuesday, March 1st, 2022, and it is time for... I've lost count of how many this is, but it's time for... It's just time... It's just time for everyone to slow their roll across the world. I think everyone needs it right now. Let's all slow our roll. Let's talk about sports. Yes. Because that's what's important right now. Sports. Yeah, 100%. That's what's important right yes. now. <laughs> I am Jesse Caulfield. I'm a writer for the Occupy Report. If you never heard of me. This is Dom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dominic Lorenzano. Mm-hmm. Uh, host of the show. Mm-hmm. Star of the show. Uh, if this is your first time here, thanks for coming. All right. But like, we like to start this show. I mean, well, actually, let's... It's going to be a little bit of a, this is a little slow week, so we're going to talk a little Patriots, we're going to talk a little Bruins, mm. we're going to talk some basketball, some LeBron James, mm-hmm. we're going to play probably our favorite game, Fair and Foul. Yeah. Um, I don't know, calling the fat lady's pretty fun. Yeah, but that one's, <laughs> that's only for specific times. No, I know, I know, but it is fun when we get to play that one. <laughs> um, but uh, you know what, I'll turn it off to you. All right, thank you very much, Jesse. So, I am starting this with... I think I think things have changed a little bit recently, especially since Kyler Murray's agent made that little passive-aggressive tweet. When this story first came out, though, it seemed as if everyone in the media, Colin Cowherd, I loved listening to, but he was like the biggest one when he came out with his you know opening segment after that. That Arizona's trapped; they have to pay him. And I don't think Arizona. I don't think that's true. I don't think Arizona has to do anything. I'm not saying they should trade Kyler, but I think they can, and it wouldn't be a big deal. Here's the first thing. Arizona came out with the, we think he's self-centered, immature, all that. Now, I can tell you that was not the only time that Arizona had ever thought that. There was talks about at the beginning of the year, that is why Arizona went out and got some of the guys that they did, some of the veterans like Watt and stuff, because they wanted veteran leadership because they didn't trust Kyler's leadership. So there's not the first time that something like this has come out. So clearly it's an issue. Here's the other thing. Money in my opinion, is like alcohol. It's an amplifier. If you, you will just become of more of what you are. So if you pay Kyler $40 million, what, you think this situation is going to get better? You think he's going to become a better leader and less immature and less self-centered? When has money ever done that for anybody? I mean, has Rogers gotten worse or better over time? <laughs> so there's the first thing. If you have trouble about the personality himself, I don't know if you should be forking over 40-something million dollars a year to somebody like that. The second thing is Kyler is a much smaller athlete who has gotten hurt in almost every single season he's played in by the end. Now, plenty of quarterbacks play hurt. The difference is it's clear that because of Kyler's size, he is not the same player at all when he isn't fully healthy and can move around the way he does. There are plenty of quarterbacks that use their legs. But make no mistake, if Allen can't use his legs in that game, he's still a big, strong dude who can make all the throws. Kyler, without the mobility to move around in the pocket, get outside it, and you know, sometimes sitting in the pocket for a long period of time isn't great because he's so short trying to throw over the line. He's a significantly worse quarterback when he's not as mobile. He becomes very pedestrian. In 2020, November to January, he was 3-6, and six, 67% completion percentage. The touchdown-interception ratio was still pretty decent. It was about 7-3, to three, but he was clearly less dynamic. Last year, December to January, didn't even play in the month of November because he was completely hurt. Cardinals went 2-4, and four, Kyler 65% completion percentage. Once again, TD passer rating stayed at about the same, but much less TDs. And as you said, 3-6, and 2-4 and four over that span. He clearly is not that great 
come the end of the year. And that's where these quarterbacks need to make their money anyway. And he's clearly less efficient as a passer and a less of a dynamic player as the season goes on. Would you really want to fork over $40 million to someone who seems to be less of a good player when it really matters? And again, it's not even all Kyler's fault. Some of it is the unfortunate of genetics. I know the size has something to do with it. But the problem is if you're going to pay $40 million to someone, you need him to be best at his best at the end of the year, and he needs to be available and durable. And Kyler, early on in his career, still in his you know, early 20s, is already getting hurt. No reason to think that that is going to get better either. I don't think Arizona should pay him early. If Arizona does decide to go the right to trade him, here's the other thing. Where, what is Kyler's... What is Kyler's leverage here? He can't go somewhere else. So he's going to have to just demand not to play. That doesn't look good from around the league. That'll definitely hurt his stock. So I think Arizona could wait this out. If Arizona does go to the route to try and trade Kyler, there are so many teams desperate for a quarterback. And does anyone think that even if Arizona keeps Kyler, they're the best team in the NFC West? No. I don't think so. Exactly. So I don't think Kyler is the difference between you making a Super Bowl and not. You could get a team to overpay for Kyler, and you might be able to swap a quarterback with a team to get Kyler. If you gave, let's say, I, let's say you trade him to the Vikings. You get Kirk Cousins, you get two first-round picks, and maybe a fourth-round pick. Does Arizona become that much less of a good team? Um, I mean, you can answer this later, but I, I think there's multiple teams you could swap quarterbacks with Obviously, you could always go the Green Bay route if Green Bay really wants to get rid of Rodgers. Kyler for Rodgers, maybe a pick. And yeah, so I mean, that's the only the only other big quarterback on the market is Russell Wilson. He would never go in division. So, But I think there's a number of things that you can do with Murray. And I don't think the Cardinals necessarily have to pay him if they don't want to. And I think there's a lot of reasons why Arizona should not pay Kyler. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I guess to answer your Kirk Cousins question first, mm-hmm. uh, it depends because Kirk Cousins is not the, the speedy little dude that no. Kyler is. So I feel like you would have to change the offense. True. So I don't, uh, I don't know if it'd be better, but uh, maybe it'll I work. didn't say it would be better. I said, is there a huge difference? Oh, I would say probably not. Okay. Uh, yeah, probably not. And I mean... I feel like if you're going to make that trade, you're not looking Kirk Cousins as your long-term solution. No, you're not. You're looking to eat up that last giant year of his contract. No, definitely not. Um, but, you know, with Kyler, you know, there's another, uh, when I was looking up stuff like this, there was another name that, like, popped up. You know, everyone's talking about what's Baker Mayfield worth, mm-hmm. uh, what's Kyler Murray going to be worth, uh, what's ba- Burrow's going to be worth when he uh, signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another name that came up that is actually kind of a similar player is Lamar Jackson. Hmm. And I would I like Kyler Murray's arm a lot better than Lamar Jackson. I do too. But Lamar Jackson has won an MVP. Yes. Lamar Jackson has made and not really performed in the playoffs, but I don't know. Like, he's, he's won a playoff game now at least. Yes. Um, and Kyler hasn't done that. Mm-hmm. So it's, I hard, it's hard to stand on to give me money when there's a player like you out there who... Yeah, you're a little bit more talented and skilled, but he's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And he's won an MVP, and he's done more than you already. So, and he's not shouting out, demand, g- no. give me money or get me out. Um, he's not being immature about it. Uh, so, 
Kyler, I don't, I can't take Kyler's side here. Mm. Not that I know this, what was not what it was about, but um, I, I, you didn't really mention much of his agents talk, but it also, yeah, yeah I want you to go into the agent stuff too, because yeah. I, I do think that is interesting here, because I do think it's shifted the narrative a little bit and and made people a little bit less like, oh, you got to pay Kyler. Yeah, well, because um. You know, in, in his statement, I mean, it's a long statement. I'm not going to go into the mm-hmm. heavy details, but he made two little points. And right at the beginning, of, he absolutely wants to be your long-term QB, meaning to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And he desperately wants to win a Super Bowl. Mm. And it's like, okay, I would certainly hope so. These All these guys want to win a Super Bowl, but, like, he clearly is thinking money right now. Mm. So, as again, I want to bring it back to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson... He's he's not talking that stuff. He wants to win, mm-hmm. and so I'd I'd rather pay Lamar Jackson for like that alone. Exactly, that's attitude. what I mean. It's the personality thing, and, and you know, there's a lot of talks that Kyler didn't run in that playoff game much because Kyler didn't want to risk Kyler. Ah, that's interesting. You haven't heard that? No, I didn't. Actually, here's the thing: that I, was the, like one of the least amount of times Murray has ever run in the game. And if you go look at the stats, I mean, Murray was, has to run. I think it's like a certain amount of times, like seven, eight times per game at least, and they have a much better winning record. I mean, I know he wasn't 100%. And he I'm, wasn't, but it's a playoff game. Sure. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that gamesmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, I to be honest, I didn't hear too much about him being immature. Mm. Now, do I, I kind of expect the quarterbacks of today to be arrogant and maybe full of themselves and maybe a little immature, especially coming right out of college? Especially if everyone talks about you. You're the number one overall pick. Mm. Yeah, I expect you to maybe be a little immature. But this was okay. I want to stop you there. There is a difference between being arrogant and being immature or being arrogant and self centered. You can be really confident and and arrogant and, you know, think I deserve all this. Brady is clearly very, he can be very arrogant. But at the end of the day, he's not self centered and he's not immature. He is about winning and he is about the team. Yeah, but he also, he wasn't really that arrogant when he was younger was he did he know he could do it and what did he believe in himself yes Mm. but i never saw him and even when i look back at the things Mm. i don't see him as arrogant when he was like in his 20s um but that's very much a thing of today's quarterbacks yeah because they are the celebrities of the nfl and i get that Uh, yeah they're becoming a little bit like nba stars A a, a little bit yes yeah um and to be honest i guess i should have saw this coming Mm -hmm. because you know he was drafted by the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. And he said he was committed to being a baseball player. Mm-hmm. And this, actually, this NFL thing, he says he wanted to stay in college and still, you know, like, play football. But mm-hmm. he said, he told the Athletics he was committed to playing baseball. And then suddenly he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I guess that, I mean, you know, and he's, a, and you he's know a young kid and he's allowed to make that decision. And it was about money, probably. There, there, there are questions about if it was really about love of the game or if it was about money. Okay. And you'll make more as a quarterback than you will. In baseball, I mean, if unless you're a, you're a superstar, superstar, but you have to go through years in the minors. Who knows if you actually make it? Yeah, and like, I mean, he was a talked about prospect, but that's <laughs> never a guarantee in baseball. Yeah, that means very little in baseball. Baseball's um, weird like that. And yeah, he's he's a little bit fragile anyway. So who knows if baseball would have done it to him too? Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I agree with a lot of with you, what you said actually. Oh really? At first, when you you told me the story, I was like, hmm. Because I didn't really hear much about how immature he was, but then like the more I looked into it, I was like, all right, yeah, mm. sure. 
What would I you don't... what would you do as a GM at this point for the Cardinals? Uh, what I would probably do is I don't I wouldn't trade him, though I still contend that Arizona really could if they wanted to. But I would just call his bluff. No, I probably would do that too. I'd be like, "What are you not going to play for the season?" You know? Uh Deshaun Watson did that. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson I know. That's he's, a whole he's, different he's not, thing. He's not a Deshaun Watson. As yeah. talented as he is. <clears throat> yeah. And Arizona's not that dysfunctional. It's not Houston Texans dysfunctional. It's nothing like that. Sure. I mean, you know, they've 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 steadily got better. They made the playoffs last year. Yeah. They've done a nice job of trying to get pieces for Kyler too. I mean, they've surrounded him with weapons. Yeah. Went out and got James Conner for a running back, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk's a good wide receiver. They went and got Ertz this year. So yeah. they're clearly supporting Kyler too. Yeah. I mean they have a pretty good run game too. Yeah. With Edmonds and Connor. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, like I'm not blaming the Cardinals. Okay. And like I think I do think they should just be like, listen, like, we want to pay you, we want you to be the guy. Mm-hmm. But you're clearly showing that you might not want to be the guy. Mm-hmm. So we'll pay you mm-hmm. after this season if you show you're the guy. Yeah. And I think that's what they should do. All right. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. With that, I think we can move on to rapid fire news. Jesse, take it away. Sure. Now, it was not the most exciting news in sports this week. You know, football's over. Mm-hmm. But there was a couple big stories, such as uh, Derek Jeter, the CEO of the Marlins, after five seasons, has stepped down. Mm. Uh, he says he has done a lot of work for the team, but the team is going in a different direction than he intends. So mm. he feels he should step down and let them do their thing. Mm. So I wonder how Marlins fans feel about that. Mm. They weren't really a fan of him. No. All right. Uh, Bruins news. Over the past week, they went 3-0 and on their West Coast swing. They have beaten the Kraken, the Sharks, and the Kings. We'll talk a little bit about the Bruins later. Looking good recently. Mm. And my son. My son's doing well. We'll yeah. talk about him. DeBrusque. Yes. <laughs> More hockey news. Zdeno Chara. Remember him? Mm. He has now played the most NHL games by a defenseman. 1,652 games. He passed Chris Chelios this week. So mm. congratulations to Zdeno Chara. Nice. All right. And then uh, it was a slow week, but final bit of NHL news. Uh, the NHL played its 2022 stadium series this week at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Mm. It's actually a really good game. Uh, the Nashville Predators and the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Lightning won 3-2. Yes. Some UFC news. I don't know if you saw this <clears throat> this morning. No, I didn't. We don't really talk UFC. One day we will. We will. We like, we like it. It's just we don't really don't. It's a niche. Yes. So, yeah. but uh, former UFC heavyweight Cain Velasquez oh, uh, I saw this. <laughs> was arrested this morning and charged with attempted murder. No way. That's all I've heard so far. I wasn't going to put this in, and then I saw the charge, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, there's that. All right. Oh, man. Yeah, final bit of rapid-fire news here. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a big big week. Um, but uh, in a surprise exhibition match in Ukraine, uh, Russia, from Russia, uh, and Russia was a clear favorite. However, they have failed to cover the spread, um, which goes to show it doesn't matter how much you build your team on paper. It's about how you perform in the field. It's about heart. It's about having something to play for. <laughs> and to Vladimir Putin, I say, Pishu uh, Nashoy, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> that has been Rapid Fire News, yeah, and it's time to move on. It's, it's costing Russia about uh, 
twenty billion a day that they can't cover the uh, the spread. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and a a lot more. <laughs> and a lot more. All right. And grit. <laughs> With that, it is time to move on to our next segment, <laughs> the Patriots. <laughs> so, you know, there's a couple of places we're going to go with this. The first place we're going to go is we're going to talk about, this happened about a week ago that I first saw the report that the Pats could sign Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, I like this. <clears throat> he is not the end-all, be-all answer for wide receiver, in my opinion. I still want to go get a second. But I would like bringing in Juju. I know he's been down the last couple of years. I, he hasn't even reached 900 yards. But that's also because quarterback play in Pittsburgh. And also, they did have a plethora of wide receiver weapons, Claypool, Johnson, that they brought in as well. Claypool drafting clearly took some targets away from Smith-Schuster. The other thing with Smith-Schuster is because he's coming off an injury, I think Juju is going to be pretty cheap. And remember, he was made, I think he was available last offseason, then signed a one-year deal with the Steelers, and there weren't a ton of takers. So I think Juju is going to be very cheap. I think it's a low buy, Yeah, what is it? Low risk, high reward type situation because I don't think they're going to have to pay him a ton. And it's not like he's super old. I would love to bring in Juju. I think some of the immaturity and other things have been a bit overstated just because it came from Pittsburgh who had a track record of problems and he was at the wide receiver position, which had had one of the most dramatic wide receivers of all time not long ago. Was the TikTok thing kind of stupid? Eventually, would I have told him to stop it? Yes. Did he throw a tantrum, though, when they told him to stop? No. So, and, you know, he hasn't been arrested. There's no other things like that. So I think the Juju stuff has been a little bit overdone. I would like taking the chance on Juju. Jesse. Um, if you told me this, like, two years ago, mm-hmm. I would have been over the moon about it. But uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Juju anymore because of the TikTok stuff. Is it the worst thing in the world? No. Mm-hmm. certainly not the worst problem to your wide receivers to have. Hey, stop making videos. Please watch film. Um, rather than please stop getting arrested. Please <laughs> stop making a fool of this franchise. Um, Don't threaten to punch our GM. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I, we talked about Calvin Ridley a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer that. I would still want to bring in Ridley. But the difference is okay. I can sign Juju and not well, give up a draft pick. You're going to have to do something with Aguilar and maybe Bourne, or at least one of them. I mean, we all know who would get the axe. Probably Aguilar. Yeah. And I would certainly prefer Aguilar. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if Bill's going to – I feel like Bill's in a, one of the others uh, mm. type person here right now. Mm. I mean, it's not really a situation, but you certainly have to do something. I'm just not the biggest fan of Juju. Okay. Um, I mean, you're right. I don't think it'd be that expensive, uh, especially since coming off the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another reason why I'm a little uh, about it. Mm. So uh, I won't be mad if it happens, but there's just better options out there that I prefer, such as Ridley. Now, would I? There's quite a few wide receiver free agents. There's another one I actually want to talk about that came to my mind, and he would be a bit expensive, but I think he'd be perfect because he'd give them the, the deep threat over the top that they need. Not a burner, but he's a big guy. And jumps well. Now he has some injury problems, but still, he had a really good year last year. That's Mike Williams. Okay. He's a free agent. He, I mean, he did have a bounce back year last year. Um, I, uh, how old is Mike Williams? Do you know? No, we can check. 
but I'll look that up. I mean, this one, this one didn't come to my mind until like literally. I know Juju's younger today because I didn't realize that he was a free agent. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of wide receivers who are free agents this year. Chris Godwin is a is a free agent as well. I know that. Yeah, but I don't think Bill's going to pay that money. I don't. I wouldn't bring in Godwin either. Now coming off his second major oh, injury, Mike Williams is 27. All right, see, Mike Williams is 27, so it's not too bad. Chris Godwin's 26. And there's a reason you think the Chargers might not sign him because they already have Keenan Allen. Yeah. And plus, some of their other wideouts, when guys got hurt, showed some promise, like Guyton and uh, who's the other one? There's another one that had a really good game. I forget who, but uh, but I know the other guys kind of stepped up. So I can see the Chargers not retaining Mike Williams. I think he'd be a nice addition to this offense. Um, I, I certainly would like that better for behavior, health-wise. Uh, yeah, I like Mike Williams. Yeah, mm. 27. Yeah, um, and he's a—I mean, he's just a throw the ball up and he can out jump people kind of guy. Big physical that's target. The, that's what they hoped uh, Nikhil Harry would be. Yes, but he hasn't been. But Mike Williams has shown that he can be that. And like I said, it's the vertical threat that this offense needs. Okay. So that's why I think I'd bring in Juju, but I, Juju would not be the only one because I don't think Juju gives them exactly what they need at wide receiver. I think Mike Williams does. I think Calvin Ridley would. Okay. I don't want to go in the draft again. Hey, what do you, think? you don't think Bill can do it? No, I don't. I don't think Bill can draft wide receivers. I mean, you don't think he could throw maybe one in the third round and, like, just cross our fingers? <laughs> maybe. Like, try to, like, poke around. Like, just call, like, the Steelers, like, I don't know, wide receiver pool. Like, I'm thinking this guy and just see how they react. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're not going to tell you. No, but, like, just say. But like, if they're just, like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Just say a name. And, like, just see, like, if they, like, have a pause or just, yeah, like, if they say that's a good one, then, you know, no, it ain't. (laughs) It's not a good one. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kevin Colbert's retired. Why does Colbert care? He's doing the draft, though. Oh, he is? Yeah. I forgot about that. He is doing the draft. He's staying for the draft. Darn. I was going to say, Bill, can you just, like, private, your own private funds, just give him, like, a couple million? Just, you know, (laughs) Colbert, what's your opinions here on this wide receiver? (laughs) <laughs> you're done after this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're done. Why do you care? <laughs> um, so I just don't. I don't want to go in the draft again for another wideout. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would. If he attempts, I wouldn't be surprised though. No, I know. I wouldn't be shocked either if they go that route. But I really, I think they got to go in the league. And I want. I'd like Juju because he's cheap, and I want a bigger one too. I want Williams or I want Calvin Ridley. I mean, Williams is bigger than Calvin Ridley though. No, I know. I didn't mean big as just, I mean big as in a number one. Calvin Ridley is more speed. He well, I meant big as in like a number one. Oh, okay. Okay. A number one potential just, type okay. wideout who can stretch the field vertically. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Because we've talked about Ridley before. I don't know if your opinion has changed much on trading for Ridley. Um, I would like that, certainly. I saw one today where, but... where, where they said it'd just be a second round pick, potentially. Because of the, you know, the mental health stuff. You talked about moving with that first round pick. Mm-hmm. Would you make a package? What you, do you mean? You get Ridley and something else. Okay. For uh, your first. Yeah, I'd do it. Okay. Depending Maybe on what. Maybe another pick. Unfortunately, Atlanta has- Atlanta wouldn't have the one thing I would hope, which would be an offensive lineman. Because I'm going to get into this. There's some guys on the old line that can cut and save themselves some money. Unfortunately, Atlanta doesn't have a good O-line. Here's the other thing that you could do, though. You could always package one of these O-linemen we're going to talk about. You could potentially cut to save money, give him to the Falcons, and you're basically freeing up that money. 
Oh, make it a make it a blockbuster. Exactly. Before uh, we get into J.C. Jackson, get then, l- the let's phone. get into the cap space stuff. So the Pats uh, right now, as it sit, are about seven point three million in cap space. There's three cuts that they could make to save quite a bit. The first one is Kyle Van Noy, who I really do think they will cut. They need to get younger at that position, and it seems like Van Noy and Hightower both have. They've gotten a bit old and they've lost some steps. They could save about just under $5 million if they cut Kyle Van Noy. The other one is Shaq Mason. Now, Shaq Mason is still producing on the old line, though, so that would be a rough one. But he'd save them another $7 million. And the other one is Lawrence Guy, who's another guy who is on the old line and producing. He'd save them about $4.25 million. If you cut Shaq and Van Noy, we're talking about you suddenly up to about $20 million in cap space. So I'm not saying they're going to cut Shaq. But if you could find some substitute, whether it be a backup or a draft pick, you could save yourselves a lot of money to then go in and, and buy some pieces. Because we know this team needs a couple of different pieces in. Yeah. Any opinions on the guy or Shaq? Uh, what, about mean, Lawrence, Lawrence, what about Lawrence? Lawrence, Lawrence can go. Okay. Whatever. You're out. Well, and you send him to Atlanta. You could trade I, don't, him to, I, I don't know why Atlanta would really take him, though. That's like, because he, their O-line Lawrence, is terrible. Lawrence Guy? Yeah. Lawrence Guy is... A defensive. Oh, yeah, he's a defensive guy. Sorry. I thought he was on the yellow line. No, 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 no. My bad on that one. Yeah, that's why I don't really think they'll take a Lawrence guy. And plus, <coughs> Lawrence guy, I don't know if anyone really takes I got Lawrence mixed guy. up on that. Um, sh- Listen, I like Shaq Mason. I really do. I like Shaq, too. I'm just saying um, he saves you a lot of money if you cut him or trade him. And our, our, our offensive line is already not. I mean, it's good. It's not great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, against the better blitzes, it kind of folded at times. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, I don't want to move on from Shackman. But if if there's a plan in place, obviously Bill's not going to come out. I have a plan. No. Um, that's not how. He, that's not how he goes. If he'll like, if you know, if he if he has a guy he wants to draft and he really knows he can develop. Another problem is you don't have Darte Skarnecchia, so I'm not a big fan of uh, looking for help in that in the draft because yeah. I don't know how you can really develop right now. They seem like they've still been able to do fine on, though when it comes to the old line. Really? They had to go back and say, Trent Brown, please help us. Uh, I guess. And he did. I love Trent Brown. I guess. He's a, he's a monster, but oh. <sighs> I, that, this, is, this is why I'm so happy I'm not an NFL GM is yeah. because I, I can't make these tough decisions. Yeah, when it comes to cap space and cutting and not cutting in the NFL, that's the one weird thing about the NFL that none of the other sports really have as much. Yeah, the guaranteed money is is so odd. What if, but like I said, what if you could give up Shaq Mason, send him to Atlanta, and get Ridley, and maybe give up a second round pick, or maybe not even the second, maybe you give him a third only. I mean, I don't know what Atlanta's cap space is, but. Uh, Matt Ryan's one of the biggest uh, cap hits in the league, actually. So, eh. sorry, I'm just looking at the list here of yeah. all everyone's what of just everyone's cap hits and all that stuff. Oh, okay. And to, I mean, honestly, like, like you're not going to get rid of Trent Brown on the line. You're not going to get rid of Isaiah Wynn. No, 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 no. Man, I went through this. Like I said, these are the only guys I could really see who make a significant difference who you would actually cut. I, I would like something for Shaq Mason. I would much rather go that route. For okay. all, I mean, obviously everyone would, but mm-hmm. and I feel like I feel like teams would bite on a Shaq Mason. No, I think they would. So I, I mean, yeah, I will. Teams who are desperate for O line help, I think they would. Uh, if you can get a, a good package back for Shaq Mason, yes, I'll depart with Shaq Mason. Okay, but I, I don't like just cutting a guy like Shaq Mason. No, I get that it. hurts. I get it. All right, and lastly, then 
J.C. Jackson. You can't, I mean, I, and I think it's pretty obvious they're not going to franchise tag him, even they're not going to retain J.C. Jackson. I wouldn't retain J.C. Jackson. I see no reason to retain J.C. Jackson. He's a great corner. I know that. I think we're fine. We're, we're not fine. We have enough pieces in the secondary to overcome, and he's just not worth paying the money at this point. I told you this. If I didn't think that they needed help at wide receiver and linebacker and another pass rusher, maybe you would pay J.C., but there's too many holes in other places to pay J.C. Jackson. You got to just let him go. I trust them being able to draft corners and develop corners as well. Bill Belichick always does a good job of that. Sure. Um, but, man, I don't know. J.C. Jackson's like a like an S-tier corner right now. Um, I, I think he I, he's definitely, would you say he's top five in the league right now? Probably. Which is nice and also the problem because, mm-hmm. I mean, he is, he's clearly, he knows he's good. Mm-hmm. He loves them picks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you know what the franchise tag is? I tried to find like what the. I don't know what it would be. Isn't it usually you have to be paid like a top five or top three at your position? Uh, I mean, something like that. Yeah. Uh I, I know it would be pretty big, though, and it would eat up pretty much the cap. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to franchise tag him, and he, he doesn't seem to be budging anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I, you might just have to. Mm-hmm. I don't like Again, I don't like it. But you, you, he's, your hands are kind of tied here. Yeah. So that really does suck. Um, uh, do you do you know any you know college football more than me? Do you know any big names maybe coming out of for cornerback? I know he's like if not not, not early t- first round, not a, not not a, not a ton, and and not that will go, um, not that would be available when the Pats are there that late in the first. But this is what I mean when it comes to system and scheme and coaching ability. Okay, I mean I don't think they've ever taken a high high highly rated corner that much. Uh, and they for a long time they haven't had a. I mean, they they, they love those Rutgers corners, and you know, I, I've never heard of a true. Rutgers guy really being near the top of everybody's draft list. So, like I said, I feel like corner is another one of those positions that you really you can develop and scheme in a bit, okay. and that really helps a I lot. Mean, I do like Duggar. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he did get burned against the Colts, and the best thing he did was get kicked out of the game along with Pittman. Um, I don't really like Mills. I hope Bill can coach that up a little bit better mm. there were times i like jalen mills but it was always against bad teams yeah but he's young isn't he i mean he's not old yeah i think he's 20 i think he's 27 also actually oh uh, he's been on the older side then because uh, i mean he had a couple years with philly mm-hmm. um but i uh i mean like i said you have i mean you kind of your hands are tied here you have to let him go mm-hmm I just I don't know what you're gonna really do right now. Yeah, would have been maybe nice to have kept Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, maybe paid him a little bit last year because like he's still good. Yeah, but hmm. yeah, I got you. All right, last thing between the two that I mentioned, Mike Williams and Calvin Ridley, who would you rather have? Calvin Ridley. Okay, I probably would too. Especially since I have to pay Mike Williams more. Yeah. Although Calvin's probably I, getting paid right now, but still. I mean, I think Calvin really is like a, just an absolute burner. Yeah, he is. And I don't, like, no offense to Mike Williams. I'm sure he's fast. I'm sure he can leave me in the dust, but mm-hmm. I never saw him as that fast guy. No. Just size. No, absolutely not. All right. I think that's it for the Pats talk. Jesse, MLB lockout. 
Oh boy. I know you're starting it with uh with 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 a particular quote. Yes. Let yeah. Me, let me pull that up real quick. Yeah. Da, da, da. We don't always do this segment, and it's funny. Yeah, the last two, the last yeah. two times we've done it, it's both been about. Uh, actually, one, it's both been Dodger pitchers. Yeah, Joe Scherzer's a free agent now. But anyway, take it away, Jesse. Yeah, uh, this is. Hey, this is the dumbest thing I heard this week. <laughs> in regards to the lockout, you know, trying to get sympathy on those players, they just, they just don't get it, do they? No. This, uh, this is a quote from Walker Bueller. This isn't. Millionaires versus billionaires. This is workers versus owners. All right. First part of that statement. This is absolutely millionaires versus billionaires. Say what you will about how hard you work and how much and like how they're just owners. But this is millionaires versus billionaires. This isn't. Listen, if the MLB doesn't play this year and you don't get your paychecks, you're all going to be okay. (laughs) All of you. And this is workers versus owners. Yes. I mean, some of the minor leaguers won't be. Oh, sure. But that's not who he's talking about. Also, if you look at what they're arguing over, it's not really things that are affecting, you know, the guys in single A and double A. No. (laughs) No. Um, But then the second part, this is workers versus owners. Yes, they are owners. Yes, you work for them. But are you a worker? (laughs) You're a baseball player. And, like, as much as I hate the saying, it's just a game. I understand you guys worked very hard and are peak athletes and devoted your lives to get to where you are. And I'm very proud of you. But you need to look around and see that, hey, you're out of touch. You're not your everyday worker. You're playing a game for a living. And, yes, you work hard to do it. You lift a lot of weights. You're better than me at it. But you don't get it, dude. And that's why this is the dumbest thing. The worst thing. All right, it's not the worst thing I've heard this week. But it's the dumbest thing I've heard this week. It's the dumbest quote thing I've heard this week. <laughs> In terms of sports. Yes. Um, about the lockout itself. It's not getting better. I don't think it's going to take a lot of time before they maybe we... They had 15 we... hours yesterday. They had how many? 15 hours of deliberation. And where did that lead? Um, Nowhere. They're ta- they were talking about the shift. They might uh, they might get rid of the shift. Well, they might uh, just ease up on the shift. Say, hey, you can't put them in the outfield. Okay. Well, uh, sure. They might. I mean, they all, they might get that. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, but that's still whatever. That that's, that's not, not going to change. That's not a big deal. No, I know that's not going to change this arbitration and other things thing. We know what we think about this. About you know, it's going to make everything worse because because less money. You know. Poorer markets are going to be able aren't going to be able to hold on to their players as long as they have been now. So it's just going to make the balance of power worse. I don't see this being resolved anytime soon. And I tell you, to me, baseball is in a lot of trouble right now. Ah, uh, yes, the deadline was supposed to be today, where they were going to start canceling regular mm-hmm. season games. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, another thing on that: the players say if you cancel games, we want them made up in October and November. <laughs> Terrible idea. See, this is what I mean. Like, the players have been, to me, the players have been the most tyrannical on this. The most, we will absolutely not budge on anything. Yeah, and I mean, it's pretty obvious why you don't want to miss those games and you want them made up Mm -hmm. competing with the NFL even more. Stupid. Is because you don't want to miss your paycheck, millionaires. Yeah. 
But it's not millionaires versus billionaires, no, bro. No, that's no, not. No, it's no, not that. No, no. That's not what it is. No, you're workers. <laughs> so you're in those mines. You're in those but factories. But to me, the bigger thing is for the game itself. Baseball is in a bit of trouble. Now, I think it had a nice bounce back year this year, but it's still as far as viewership. The viewership is a lot older than it used to be. It's out of touch sometimes. Some people don't like it as much. They are helping themselves because the NBA also is having their own problems because they're so dislikable. But if baseball misses the beginning of the year and it gets ugly and petty like that, as you talked about players being out of touch, people are going to be mad because they're going to be like, it's like it it is millionaires versus billionaires and you're being greedy and this is stupid and I want to watch baseball, but now I can't and I'm going to move on to the next thing, which is NFL basketball and all that other stuff. So this is really bad for the game as well. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I mean, all this is now that all four major sports in America have gone through this in the past like decade plus, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and every single time, like if you, you once you start cutting games, like viewership dips that season. Every for every single sport, it has done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, obviously, in time, you can get it back. The NFL is doing mm-hmm. well again. Yeah, from the NHL is doing well again, and the NBA is steady. Yeah. Um, but yes, the MLB just had one of the best years it's had in a long time in terms of viewership. Um, you know, you you had no attendance that pandemic year. You had a bounce back year in terms of uh, people coming to the stadiums. And now you have this, and you're you're trying to catch that younger crowd. You're trying to rein them in. Hmm. And what does that younger crowd feel nowadays? Not to get political, they don't like. <laughs> millionaires and billionaires and i know like you can't change the fact that the players are going to be worth a lot of money Mm -hmm. and i think you know because these sports earn so much money the players deserve a large cut of that Mm -hmm. i'm not saying you don't deserve a lot of money but let's not lose the fact that you are millionaires you don't really get it and then you need to check your ego and and I just play think, your game. And like I, th- I think in this negotiation, it's been the most obvious to me about who is not willing to negotiate and give ground at all. But the media won't say that at all. I mean, Every- all you have to do is go look at it. And listen, the- if you media, as far as on television, who talk like this, don't. Sometimes in articles and written things, you can tell from that. Sure. I mean, if you get like quotes, like mm-hmm. even if like, like you know, they just do the write down the deliberation and stuff like that. Um, as much as they might try to twist the story, if you just get the quotes, you can you can kind of see for yourself what it was said. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not to be on the side of the billionaires, they're not doing that great either. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll do it. Relax. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. A little awkward here for a second. I know. Especially if you're on audio. We're trying to fix the camera. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know, Rob Manfred, and they're being a little petty too. Their yeah, side, they they're walking out of meetings and blah blah blah. So I'm not on their side either. Don't don't get it wrong. We're not on the side of the billionaires. Why well, say I'm on the side of the fans? And why what the players want is not going to be good for the fans. Yes. Oh, when does when does these deliberations and these uh, deals ever turn out good for the fans? No, they never do. No. And like I said, like, do I think the players deserve? You know their money and their fame and blah, 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 blah. Yes. But like have some humility and play the game, man. Mm. 
just like you're gonna if you do this you don't realize like you're gonna hurt yourself in the future yeah because one day you're gonna be that old guy looking for contract and if you continue to do this maybe your league won't make as much money and your next contract is not gonna be it bro i mean that kind of happened to them in the pandemic year where they refused to take less money too despite the fact that nobody was gonna have attendance and i bet that probably has a lot to do with it i lost money that year yeah so i want it now yeah exactly all right bro you had plenty yeah you still got your plenty Mm -hmm. all right so anyway time to move on jesse yeah we do not have a guest for the first time in a while it seems like at least a couple weeks so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to talk to that wall about the bruins well, I mean, I'm, I definitely have some things I just want to shout to the abyss about. Yes. So anyway, you ready? Yeah. Yes. All right. My son, Jake DeBrusque. I, I, a couple weeks ago, I had a little rant that Jake DeBrusque will, that give him some time, be patient. Mm-hmm. And in the last seven games, or excuse me, the last five games, mm-hmm. he has scored seven goals, including a hat trick, his first hat trick of his career last night. He's playing on the first line. Uh, with Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron and not slowing them down at all. And I don't know if it's going to stay that way. Mm-hmm. I Hey, if it's working, keep it going. Um, and I'm so happy for my son. However, he did have a quote the other day. And at first it gave me pause. Mm. But then I kind of thought about it a little bit more. So he at the beginning of the season, he talked about uh, how it's not working. And, well, I mean, he went to... Uh, Don Sweeney and said, it's not working here. I want uh, a new place. I want a new home. Trade me. Um, not about I don't like it here, but it's just not working here. And that came out and he got his crap. Hmm. Um, but he never, he kept his head down and he kept playing. Uh, so that's why I, I didn't, I didn't want to give him crap because uh, it wasn't working here. And like when Brian was here mm-hmm. and I kind of wish he was here today because we could talk about it a little bit more. Um, he talked. We talked about how the Bruins can't develop offense. They really just can't. Mm. So I think it could work somewhere else for him. Uh, if he could be a 30-goal scorer, he was close a couple years ago. Um, and he came out the other day and said, like he was asked in a press conference, he's like, hey, how do you feel about that? And he hit him with the no comment. Mm. Now, at first I was like, oh, he still wants out. That's not a good sign. Mm. But then I kind of thought about it. And it was just like, hey, man. Why would you want to talk about that? Mm. I wouldn't. And even if you do feel that way, obviously you don't want to talk about it. You don't. He said he doesn't want to be a distraction. Um, but even, let's say I kind of felt the other way, actually. Mm. With that no comment. It's like, bro, it's in the past. Mm. I kind of moved on. Let's not talk about that. Mm. Like, let's not bring that up. Because everyone likes to bring it up. Hey, he asked for a trade. Does he still want the trade? And he won't talk about it. Because he said... I, as long as I'm here, I'm a Bruin. I'm going to play with my teammates. I'm going to try. I'm going to give it my best. <clears throat> and he got seven goals in five games. First career hat trick. Natural hat trick at that. Mm. Um, and an, uh, another assist. First four-point game of his career. Also last night. I'm so proud of my son. <laughs> but now on to like, the Bruins themselves. Mm. I have no idea what to make of this team. Like, mm. oh my god. You go. You are on this West Coast trip now. Have you watched any of these couple games? Did you watch? Um, I know they're late night games, so it's yeah. Hard I haven't. To watch. I haven't watched it any of the hard to. Watch. I have not watched any of the West Coast games. I've been okay. watching the Celtics a little bit. No, obviously you beat the Kraken. They're mm-hmm. they're not good. You were supposed to beat the Kraken. Mm-hmm. Um, you then beat the. Sorry, it's in my notes. Mm-hmm. 
It's been a long week. The Sharks. You're supposed to beat the Sharks. But then you demolish the Kings last night. Mm. Now, do I think the Kings are an elite team? No. But they're one of the better teams. They're competing. Mm. They're, go- they're pretty good again. And they're also a bigger team than you. Mm. They like to hit. And they made them look like fools last night. That's, the th- that's how the Islanders beat the Bruins uh, last season in the playoffs is to just beat them up. Mm-hmm. But the Bruins have recently, and it was, it was such a cringe quote by uh, Bruce Cassidy a couple w- days ago. He's like, we need to be pricks. It's like, <laughs> that's so cringe, but he's right. And recently, they've been hitting more. Trent Frederick got in a fight last night. It was actually a really good fight. Felt like it was so early more 2000s. people other than Brad Marshawn need to be p- pricks? Yes, okay. and he needs to actually stop being a prick, <laughs> um, as Dan brought up. Um, but, like, I don't know what to make of this team. And also, like, before in the be- beginning of the season, uh, we brought up goalie situations. Mm-hmm. Swayman is the hottest goalie in the NHL right now. Two shutouts in his last three starts. He mm-hmm. is uh, four in, four zero and one in his last five starts. Uh, he has a save percentage of... Over 950 mm. in that time, uh, that's insane. Mm. Is it going to stay like that? No. But this one two punch of Swayman and Ullman is, excuse me, Allmark, uh, is actually working out really well. Mm. They also, I mean, they're best of friends. The chemistry is at an all time high. Dare I say I'm excited for this team? All right. Are you going to lose in the playoffs to the elite teams? Yes, you are. But. I'm having fun. Okay. And if you make maybe a move for a good defenseman at the deadline, uh, the cap space is going to make that hard. So I don't really see. They're probably going to get a middle-of-the-road one. Mm. But, hey, second-round exit once again. Second-round exit. All right, then. (laughs) All right. With that, I I don't got much to add. So we are going to take a quick break here, guys, before we come back. Some NBA talk, LeBron. The tantrum he is throwing right now. And also 49ers and Trey Lance, Steve Young, Joe Montana, both coming out saying he's not ready. What uh, what we make of that? And then some fair and foul after that. Stick with us, guys. back ladies and gentlemen with slow your roll as we get into the next topic lebron james i've talked quite a bit about this you know we like to talk about him we do uh i've talked about it a little bit as lebron and i've talked about it quite a bit as the lakers and making fun of the lakers however let me let me give the lakers some credit i'm gonna give los angeles some credit right now because you know what they did they finally they're one of the first teams to finally discipline the spoiled child that LeBron James can be. I think they're the only team. They might be the only team. Because it's very well known that LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook and the Lakers wanted Buddy Heal. Buddy Heal's played way better than Westbrook. Westbrook has been a disaster. And now LeBron wanted them to ship Westbrook out along with some other people and revamp the team. And they basically looked at him and said, Nah, bro. You created this mess. We're going to leave you in it. And you have any other year on your contract. That's not like it's a one-year deal that he used to sign all the time so he could leave whenever he wants. And you know what? I want to applaud the Lakers. And it's very clear that it's pissing LeBron off because he is throwing a temper tantrum 
all the time now. They just lost, what was it, 123 to 95 to the Pelicans, who are terrible. <laughs> and Zion Williams isn't even playing. And in that game, obviously they were getting their brains booed out like they always do now. But LeBron, there was video of him yelling back and clapping back at fans. LeBron has talked about, oh, I gotta, I, I'm going to play until I play with my son, you know, wherever that will be. Maybe I'll go back to Cleveland. He's clearly throwing a temper tantrum these days. So you know what? I want to applaud the Lakers in their front office for having the guts to say, you know what, LeBron, you want to run everything, so we're going to make sure this is on you. Because I feel like a lot of the time LeBron has gotten away with this to the point that he ruins the team, but they blame the front office and they blame the team. I feel like most people know, most, like anyone who really looks into this knows, LeBron wanted Westbrook. The Lakers didn't want Westbrook. So they're just letting LeBron stew in this one, and I think it's hilarious. Hey, no, I love laughing at LeBron. Mm. Um, and I mean, the front offices of these teams do deserve some blame. If ever you let a player come in, it's and, rough in the NBA because it's so dependent on talent and stars. Yes, but like at some point you gotta say, LeBron, stop trying to just play with your friends, make new friends, <laughs> make new friends, which That's he's not. One. He's not very good at doing, uh-huh. actually. Uh, I mean, I guess a lot of people in the NBA aren't very good at making friends mm-hmm. than the ones they already have. Um, but sure, I love this too. I love this for many reasons. I love watching LeBron stew. I love watching people get karma. I love watching the Lakers lose. Yeah. So this is just like, I wish I had confetti to throw in the air because <laughs> I, I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but I still like the Celtics, hmm. which means I have animosity towards certain players and teams. Hmm. And I, it's so it is so fun to sit and just watch hmm. the Lakers and LeBron wallow. And sure I will give them credit of like, hey, this is your mess. Hmm. You play in it. <laughs> and that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. One hundred percent it is. So here's the other thing. I mean, I, for most people, I don't think it's gonna matter. Does it hurt his legacy at all, though? No. You don't think so? No. Because at least Jordan didn't do stuff like this. This is like the second team now that LeBron has kind of ruined. I don't think LeBron's legacy is that great as the media wants (laughs) to make it seem. Uh, That's probably a different topic for a different day, then. Because, I mean, we've talked... Here's the thing. We've made fun of LeBron. I mean, not we, because this show is not even a year old yet. Yeah. But the internet and people Mm. have made fun of LeBron for being like this for a long time. Mm. Like, you you know that. He's the crying Jordan face, and then there's, like, the whiny LeBron face mm. from when he was on the heat. Mm. So, like, this has been a long time coming. Mm. And, like, when you leave Cleveland like that, that's when his legacy was just never going to be what Jordan's ever was mm. because it's all about me. And his listen, I watched The Last Dance. Does Jordan love himself? Yes, he do. But he knew he was never going to win without somebody. Hmm. He knew he he knew he, he also clearly he also clearly took coaching, yeah, as well. When Phil Jackson yeah. came in and said, "You're not going to have the ball as much because we need other people." Yeah. Has LeBron really ever taken coaching in the NBA? Uh, it seems like he kind of just gets him fired. I mean, well, 
when he was at Cleveland, I don't remember the coach's name, but like he was constantly made fun of because it's like, what do you do here? Well, that's what I mean. Every place he's gone, he like de facto is the coach, takes power away from the coach, and tries to get them fired when he doesn't like them. So I, I don't know. That that it's another topic for another day to go in on more, but it just came to my legacy? mind. Yeah. What is LeBron's legacy? All right. From that though, we're gonna move on to the last thing. So. The 49ers and Trey Lance. We talked about this quite a bit, and I think there's more to talk about now because Joe Montana and Steve Young both came out and were like, we have concerns. We don't really think Trey is ready yet. And some other people have come out. Now, the first thing that came to my mind is, are the Niners trying to manipulate the market? Because for the most part, I think what is obvious or has seemed the narrative and is obvious is teams know that the Niners are going to and have to trade Jimmy G. So therefore, they're not getting maybe as good offers as they hoped. However, if you're going to have both Montana and Young come out and say this, something tells me it's not completely coordinated. But I do have a retort to them. And in general, what is the alternative? How is Trey going to get better? He's going to have to take the snaps and play the games. You're now saying this, right? There's no games and there's not even really a lot of practices or other stuff to watch Trey. So you're basing this largely off what you saw and heard from people in practice last season. Now he has a whole off season and then he'll have training camp to get all of the snaps as the number one starter. And to me at this point, that's the only way this is really going to get better. In my opinion, to me, it's very obvious that you hit the ceiling with Jimmy G. It's not going to get much better or really any better at all. You have to move on. This is a great year to trade Jimmy G. So many teams need quarterbacks and it's not a great quarterback draft. So I think now is the time and I think it either works or it doesn't with Trey, but I don't think having him sit a whole nother year and not get the snaps and not get the playing time is going to make it so he's going to be better down the line. I think it's either going to work or it's not. You trade it up to get him and you put Jimmy G on notice like that. You've, you've made your bed. Now you must lie in it is my opinion on this. And I actually have a lot of, I have a lot of confidence in Trey. To me, he has the tools. I trust Shanahan to be able to run the offense and coach him up and make sure that they can put him in advantageous situations for him most of the time. He'll add a whole nother development to that uh, great running attack. He's a big, strong kid. You can use him a little bit like Josh Allen, even in the run game. So I think it's going to work. And I don't think there's really, I don't think there's another option for the Niners at this point. I really don't think you can hold on to Jimmy G for another year. Okay. Um, I do wonder a little bit. I know you said you, because it was both uh, Young and um, Montana. Montana saying it, you don't think it was just maybe the 49ers being like, hey, can you just say this? Or like Jimmy G is worth something? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there's a little bit of that at play out here, but I think. I agree they should move on from Jimmy G, but I think you should you need to go get like a, a old I mean maybe not Fitz Fitz Magic, but someone like him that you can do what kind of what the Dolphins did with Tua like 2 years ago, last year 2 years ago whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Where you say really? you I say think, he's, I don't think that was good. I don't think that was good for Tua, but Really? Okay. But I don't think you should just if it's not I mean, if, I mean, if they're I'm, right and it's swap, not working. Don't, don't swap them in and out as a starter though. No, but if it's not working you need to have, be able to be like, all right, you're not ready. Sit. Watch this man. Mm. That You need someone like – you need to be able to do that. And I don't think Jimmy's I – because mean, Jimmy's not that old. No. 
He's not that. He's not even, even his first couple seasons were being a backup. So I don't know if Jimmy's really the guy to guide him and teach him. I think you get a. I I don't mind the idea of getting a veteran for like Trey to not, learn from, but yes. I think it needs to be Trey's job no matter no, what. No, you're not. I don't want you to go out and spend a bunch of money on a quarterback that like. Could be your guy. Yeah, but to me, I think he has this, to be a clear backup, and there's no, yes. pu- and there's no, no, well, yes. no, but no, but there's no pulling Trey, in my opinion, for the most part in games, unless he's hurt. Trey needs to be the start of the whole year and go through the growing pains. I don't think, I don't think pulling Tua for Fitzpatrick was good for Tua. No, I no, mean, I, I, I really don't. You think you should have just left him at out there at times when he was going bad? Yeah, I, I think you have to. You don't think you should just maybe sit him a couple times? Like, I mean, not a couple times, but like at a certain point, it's like, all right, it's not working. We're going to sit you for a game, two, three. Maybe you can sit a guy for one game when it's really going off the rails. But I think the the things where like it was big situations and they needed a drive and they would take two out and put Fitzmagic in, like I think that stuff was not good for, for two at all. I think he needed to have – it just needed to be his team. And yeah. you didn't need the wondering in the back of the head about – Am I going to get benched? And it brought up too many conversations after the game where, oh, is Fitzpatrick the starter now or is Tua starting next game? I think once you make the decision to go with the guy, you just got to make the decision to go with the guy. Oh, okay. But, but, you know, but how think, did you learn how to swim? I learned how to swim because I got thrown into the deep end. Um, I fell in and my dad took a second to see what was going to happen. Okay. So it's similar. <laughs> it's the same thing. I'm not saying they, they threw me in and then turned their back and walked away, <laughs> but they were just like, ah, you know, out of necessity. Go figure it out. Uh, I, I think that's kind of what it's like at NFL quarterback. I, I love having a guy sit for the first year, though, like what they did with Mahomes and stuff. But I think once you get into year two, especially in a situation like this, where you knew they hit a ceiling with a limited quarterback in Jimmy G, you got to just turn it over to Trey. Okay, because part of I think was... Sam Darnold's problem is why he still hasn't figured it out is because he was every week just getting thrown to the wolves, seeing ghosts by, on the well, Jets. Well, Darnold, when you looked at him coming out of college, Darnold probably shouldn't have started right away. Okay, I'll believe you. And he probably should have stayed at USC another year. I'll believe you. Yeah. You know you know more about college than me. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, it's the Jets and it's Gase and all that. Sure. I mean, the Jets, I'm sure, <laughs> messed that up worse than a lot of other teams would yeah but i i being out there i don't think every week doing this just getting your ass beat mm-hmm. that i i don't think that's good for a quarterback Maybe. i don't think that's good for anybody really mm. because at some point you just get so down in yourself and you mm. just can't you're just like is this all it is yeah is this all i am I, but I, I think wondering about if you're going to be the starter next week or not is not good for them either I will. I think you just need the freedom to make mistakes. Uh, you do a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But if you're not getting anywhere, at some point you just got to be like, sit down. Mm. Watch. I guess. So at some point you I have wouldn't, to. Well, who would be a veteran guy that you would want to bring in as a clear backup? Tyrod Taylor? That's, that's a decent one. Um, uh, Fitzpatrick's always the go-to. I feel like Fitzpatrick healthy. thinks he's a starter too much, though, sometimes. Uh, you know what? That is the most <laughs> arrogant backup quarterback I've ever seen. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so I guess, I guess I'll, I'll agree with that. Sure. He'll be looking. He'll, he'll probably be looking to start. I mean, anyone will be looking to start, kind of. But I, I think if you brought in Tyrod, he wouldn't be. Case Keenum wouldn't be. How old is Keenum? Oh, I don't know. He's probably in his 30s. 
probably low 30s. Okay. Oh, man. To be honest, I can't think of any right now. Mm. I think Mariotta would try and be a starter, so that's a He's no. also like, I wouldn't want him to guide Trey Lance. No, exactly. No, that's a good one, too. There's not many I can think of, like, would actually... Bridgewater's been a starter now for a little bit, so I feel like Bridgewater would think he was a starter. Yeah, I thought about Bridgewater, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I think I think it's Tyrod, Keenum. Those are, those are the two big ones I'd think of that I would probably want to bring in as a, you know, okay. a mentor to Trey. Okay. All right. And with that, we're getting ready to wrap this up soon, but we're going to move fair and foul real quick first. So, let's start with... Gotta, I got to bring up the poll. <laughs> put a poll out on Twitter. Actually, by the way, guys, we put a poll out on Twitter for the last show as well, which is, do you want O'Brien back? And most people actually said yes. Really? So okay. I, I am in the minority uh, on that one because most people seem to want Bill O'Brien back as OC. I do not, but whatever. Right now, is Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay? All right, now we're at 54% say yes. 49% said no, which margin-wise, I'm, I'm not shocked on that. I thought that was about where it would be, but I'm a, I thought it'd be the other way around. I thought most people thought he would go by now, but so let's go. Rodgers won't play in Green Bay next year. Fair or foul, Jesse? Uh, that's foul. Really? As, 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 as much as I like shakeups like that, uh, <clears throat> I think it's going to be foul. Um, I know when we talked about this, I was kind of leaning maybe more fair. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a report that I actually saw yesterday that the they seem to be Green Bay and him seem to be working towards a short term deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that uh, that fifty million guaranteed that came out last week is a bunch of hoopla. Mm. Um, so I think he's going to stay. I think it is foul. Okay, I'm in the same boat. Actually, I'm surprised. I thought you were going to be fair on this. Yeah, I'm foul. I don't think Rogers is going anywhere. Uh, Green Bay still holds the cards. Rodgers, they'll call the bluff if he really wants to leave and be like, all right, retire. I don't see anywhere, unless you traded him to Arizona and got Kyler back or Russell and with Seattle, but both of those, you don't really want to trade them in the NFC. I just don't see it. I don't see why Green Bay would do it. They don't have another plan. I don't see it. I, I, don't, I know he's been such a headache and they probably want to get rid of him soon. I don't think it's this year, though. So, yeah, next one. The Florida Panthers are the best team in the NHL. Jesse, go. Uh, so this was my idea. It's hockey. And the other day I was like, hey, I kind of think they are. And then they've gone on this little losing streak. And now I feel a little bit like an idiot. But I'm still going to stick with it. It's fair. Because you are still uh, the best team, I mean, in the Atlantic Division. And although Carolina is the best team in the Eastern Conference, mm. I think Atlanta, the Atlantic Division is far better, maybe the best in hockey. And then if you look at your Western Conference competition, Colorado is the best team in the NHL, but they have a terrible penalty penalty kill. They are awful on faceoffs, and their uh, their defense is not big. Mm. And I think their defense is good, but not big. And I think that'll be a problem down the line. Now, I want to specify. I think they're the best team in the NHL right now, despite that little losing streak. Um, but they're going to lose in the playoffs. So they're going to lose to uh, Tampa. 
They're going to lose. Actually, I even kind of like the Bruins matchup in the playoffs with Florida a little bit too. Really? With yes, because you have so many um, skill players uh, like Barkov, Bennett, Duclair, Huberdo, Ekblad, Reinhardt, all putting up all these numbers. Mm. But like, I I like a guy like McAvoy, and I like guys like Carlo against guys like that. Hmm. Who will just clear him out of the slot and can hit? And with this new idea of pricks, I like the. Pro- However, again, this is all a little off topic. Best team in the NHL right now. Fair. All right. Um, you're out of your gourd. That's foul. The Panthers are not the best team in the NHL right now. It's the Lightning, baby. It's continuing to be the Lightning. They're the best team, defending champs. Blah 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 blah. You know, they're almost right there with Florida, and this is a team. Like, once you get into the regular season and you've won championships, sometimes it gets boring. Sometimes you don't even play as well. And they're still playing great. They're just barely behind the Panthers. The Panthers now have lost three straight to the Predators 6-4, to four, the Blue yeah. Jackets 6-3, to three, and the Oilers 4-3. to three. Yeah, the Oilers one was bad. Yeah, the Oilers aren't even good. No. So, I, I think the Florida Panthers are coming back down to earth, and the Lightning is still the best team until they're dethroned or until they clearly plays so bad in the regular season that you think is nothing is different. They're barely behind the Panthers as is. Foul. Okay. The Tampa Bay Lightning is still the best team. Okay. All right. And finally, I'll start this one because I'm pretty sure you're not going to agree with this, but I got, I got it. Let's go. <laughs> so fair or foul, Matt Stafford is a top three quarterback in the NFL now with Brady retiring. 100% he is. It's probably Mahomes, Allen, and Stafford. Stafford this year, for the first time being on a real team, that's not the Detroit Lions, 41 touchdowns, 17 picks, 4,886 yards, a passer rating of 103, completion percentage 67%. Playoffs, nine touchdowns, three picks, 1,188 yards, a passer rating of 108, 70% completion percentage. And the big one, Matthew Stafford, in the fourth quarter this year, 12 touchdowns, no picks, 1,118 yards, a passer rating of 126, 71% completion percentage. And that's where we've ranked these quarterbacks. That's when the rubber hits the road. He's better than Rodgers right now, and I don't think it's even deniable. He's way better in clutch time, way better in the fourth quarter. How many different fourth quarter comebacks did he have in that playoff run? It's almost every game after the Cardinal game. Big times, big throws. Sometimes when his team was melting down around him, Matthew Stafford is a top three quarterback in the NFL right now, especially considering the down year that Russell Wilson had. Stafford is a top three quarterback, 100%. Okay. This one this one was tough for me. Okay. Because is he, is he a top five quarterback in the NFL? Most oh, definitely. Yes. Um, you know, the competition is Mahomes, Allen, Rodgers, um, maybe Burroughs you can make a case for a no. I mean, I think you can Russell Wilson. Uh, weeks one through five, and there's no better quarterback in the NFL than Russell Wilson. <laughs> but after that, he's kind of good. Well, I, I, really think, good. I think Seattle is a really – I think Seattle's not as bad as people realize because I think Russell just makes it work. Sure. And, I, I mean, I put Russell Wilson up there. He's a name I thought of, but I, I think he's better than Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's better than Kyler Murray. He's better than... So do you have him as a top three quarterback? Oh. No way. Here's the thing. You're right. It is Mahomes. 
it is Allen, and then it is either Rodgers or Stafford. And how? What do you, when you say top three or like just best quarterback? Mm-hmm. We talk in everything, all around his skill, uh, his clutchness, his ability to win games, how smart he is, yeah. all that stuff. We're talking everything. Excuse me. I think Aaron Rodgers is more talented and skilled than Matt Stafford. I think he might even be a sl- I don't know who would be the smarter quarterback. Because at times, Matt Stafford, I want to say Matt Stafford, but... Rodgers t- is too smart sometimes and never takes a risk, though. Sure. I think he is not. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is still better. So uh, you think if you put Rodgers on the Rams, they would have won the Super Bowl? Yes. Okay. Yes. No and way. It would have been better. I think if you put Rodgers on a couple different teams, Stafford teams was way been Stafford was way better against the Niners than Rodgers was. Rodgers, what is it? Is, is Rodgers seven and nine now in playoff games? I think or over the past couple of ones he's played. I don't know. I know he has a losing record lately in the playoffs. I do know that. I think he has a losing record overall. This is the first time Stafford's been on a real team and he took him to the Super Bowl and won. Yes. And he played well every game. However, he never really... Fourth quarter trailing. Who would you rather have, Rodgers or Stafford? Is it coming down to a Hail Mary? No. (laughs) You're just down down by by four. I will take Stafford with Cooper Cup. (laughs) As long as Cooper Cup is there too. All right. I think you're out of your gourd trying to run with Rodgers still at this point. Stafford's the best. Listen, I think if Rodgers was on if a you had said If you had said Russell Wilson is still better, I'd be like, yeah. I can't say I, that. You know, I get it. I can now. Because Russell's working with kind of a lot of garbage and bad coaching staff. But I think he has good wideouts. He's okay. decent wideouts. Because they, okay. they really do fall off after Tyler Lockett. They do. They do really do. DK Metcalf is kind of a one-trick pony. A little bit. All right. <clears throat> with that, it's about time to wrap this up. Let's go. Darwin Award. Drum roll, please. This week's Darwin Award winner is LeBron James. LeBron James, because he's the one who wanted Westbrook. The Lakers wanted Buddy Heel. And now, I don't think that this temper tantrum that he is throwing is making him look good as all. But what it really comes down to is LeBron wanted this team. LeBron wanted Anthony Davis. And I know AD and him won that one title. But since then, since he got that break with COVID and AD could be healthy, AD has continuously never been available and never been healthy, like always. And Westbrook has been a total disaster. Carmelo Anthony, you know, he's old. (laughs) Howard is old. They got nothing else there. They shipped off all the young players. And this is the team LeBron wanted. And now that he got it, dream team. Now that he got it, he's throwing a temper tantrum about it, and the Lakers are letting him sit in it. It's not looking good. I don't think Cleveland would even want him back at this point because they got plenty of young players and they're playing really well right now. At this point, I think a lot of teams who would go for LeBron are doing it more for just the money, not about winning. Mm. But the biggest thing is LeBron wanted this team, and they got crushed by the Pelicans. They're what, six games below 500 now? They're a bad, bad, bad NBA team. So congratulations to LeBron. You thought the oldest roster in the league was going to be good and, you know, maybe get you to a championship. That's not even going to make you to the playoffs. Darwin Award winner, 
fully deserved. LeBron James, <laughs> congratulations, my friend. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got all my peace out really with LeBron James earlier in the show. No, I know. But do we do? Do you know if this is how many Darwin's is he got? Is this at least two? I, mean, I think I think this might be his second. Congratulations. If it's not LeBron's, it was the Lakers, and we mentioned mm, LeBron. Mm. So okay. All right, for that, that has been it for us today for Slow Your Roll. As we know, guys, slowyourroll.com if you want to, you know, see links to any of the past shows, Jesse's articles during the season, and sometimes just clips and other big things that are going on in sports. Also, at Slow Your Roll on Instagram and Slow Your Roll on Twitter as well. We put up polls, videos from the show, everything like that on both the Instagram and the Twitter account. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and have a great rest of your week. Ukraine. <laughs>